Welcome back to the Red Brick Cares podcast. I'm your host, Gina Burke. Today on the show, we have Amy Beth Main. Amy is Red River's Director of Quality Management and also our Environment and Sustainability Team Lead. She has been crushing it with our environment pillar, the Earth Rangers, which is one of the four pillars in our Inspired program. Inspired is Red River's Corporate Social Responsibility program. And on August 19th, it's Honeybee Day, and we are celebrating all month long. Amy Beth knows how important honeybees are to our food chain and is here to educate all of us as to why they're so important and how we can help. So with that, Amy, welcome to the show. Amy Beth, welcome to the Red River Cares podcast. How are you doing today? Great. Thank you for having me. I feel like this is our first like via satellite interview. Um, I see you in front of the honeybees. Yes, live in my backyard. Uh, there's about 45 hives behind me and a three jewel electric fence that is not turned off. <laughs> Be careful. Nothing crazy recorded on the pod today. So to kick us off, why don't you start by introducing yourself, um, talking a little bit about your role here at Red River and with the Inspired program, and we'll start there. Great. So Amy Beth Main, I'm the Director of Quality Management here at Red River. I've been with Red River for almost seven years, but my other hat that I wear is I lead our environmental pillar for the Inspired program. So every month on um, the Earth Rangers channel, we share about um, an environmental topic. And this month is uh, on August 19th is National Honeybee Day. So for the entire month, we're going to educate you all about honeybees. I love it. Yeah, our Inspired program is our version of corporate social responsibility. And we have four pillars that we really focus on. The environment and sustainability, like Amy Beth leads up, is one of them. Philanthropy and volunteerism, our people and culture, and then obviously ethics and governance um, is sort of the pillars in which everything we try to do is sort of in one of those buckets. Um, And Amy Beth has really been instrumental in leading that environment and sustainability bucket. Um, We're finding as a government contractor more and more our customers are requiring this of us. You know, if you're a business and you're not thinking about your environmental impact, I think it's something that you need to start thinking about. Um, We're seeing it more and more that we're getting requests as to, you know, what are we doing to help with the environment? What are we tracking? What are the metrics? All these different things. Um, Can you talk a little bit more about that piece before we get into honeybee month? Sure. Um, Some of the things we're tracking are greenhouse gases, uh, emissions, and because we're not a manufacturer, that's really hard to track. So it's our uh, scope one is sort of our vehicles. Um, So we're very on top of watching what our fleet includes. Um, I think you'll see in the coming years, our fleet may change to a more hybrid vehicle um, as we want to reduce our emissions. And then it's our scope two emissions, which are, you know, your electric use um, and things like uh, your natural gas and and things that we're using to heat and cool the offices. Uh, We are tracking all of those things. Um, And then we have a little bit, which is going to get bigger and bigger, is our scope three. So who are the vendors that we're using? Are the vendors that we're using uh, being responsible with their packaging and their shipping? Um, when you look at our big uh, shipping 
like uh, UPS and FedEx and DHL. Um, you can find their programs on how they're reducing, you know, they're using natural gas vehicles, they're using some electrical vehicles, they're um, combining shipments in certain ways that reduce the amount of flights that they're using. You know, uh, even our scope three, our business travel, um, we've obviously since COVID great really reduced the number of flights that we have, um, but being mindful of can I can I drive there? Um, is that less of emissions than taking a flight? A jet uses a lot of emissions. Um, and so we're tracking, we're able to use our concur information from the travel agency to um, track our scoping, our scope three emissions and what that looks like for us and, and hopefully reduce it um, or set some attainable goals. Um, really people look at it as five and 10 year goals. And so we're looking at what are our goals for till 2023. And you can find on redriver.com uh, are we have put scope one and scope two goals out there. Nice. So if this, um, if you were part of a company that maybe wasn't tracking anything as far as their impact on the environment yet, what are some simple things to start with? Are there simple things? I mean, I feel like for most companies, this all feels like, I don't even know what you're saying. How would one tr track my emissions? But, you know, what are some basic uh, data points they could start with or just start to look at so they can hopefully make some improvements. So everybody gets their electric bill and their electric bill always lists, lists the kilowatts used. Most electric companies are now listing or have available on their website the renewable energy sources that you're they're using to produce your energy. So that's one simple data point that you're getting every month is your electric bill. Some of the things, simple things that you can do to impact that is have motion detection lighting, have LED lighting, um, and there's lots of programs out there for businesses that will um, be able to switch out all your lighting fixtures um, at a reduced rate to save that over the long time, long term. Um, and there's energy consultants that can come in. Um, most electric companies or power companies have uh, consultants that will come in and do an evaluation for your business to identify those different things that you can do. Um, water consumption um, is a hard one. Um, and some of them too depend on, do you own the building? Do you lease the building? Do you have access to that information? Um, so when looking at it, while electric seems simple, if your electric is included in your lease, that's not gonna be an easy one for you to do. Um, what type of, do you recycle in your office? Do you have recycling bins? Do you recycle paper? Do you recycle bottles? Um, is that actually getting recycled? Um, do you compost in your office? Um, there are simple things you can do to make changes even when you can't impact maybe your electric bill. But you can remember to turn off the lights when you leave the room. Um, so there's lots of little things that add up mm -hmm. over time. And it's it's got to be within the culture of your organization and making that important to people. Um, so, you know, turning off the lights when you leave the room or making it so that they don't have to think about it and you have a motion sensor that if there's nobody there, it goes off. Um, right. So those are just a couple little things. Yeah. No, those are really good tips and like good starting points. I mean, I think we can all start somewhere despite what type of business or industry we're in whether we own or lease like there are little things that you can start to do you know whether it's 
even just like reusable plates and low flow flushing toilets, just, just other stuff. So thank you for that. Um, you know, you're sitting in front of your 45 beehives. So I want to talk a little bit about how you got into beekeeping and became a beekeeper. And um, I think that will give people some base understanding. So when we get into honeybee month and why this is so important this month and why you're on today to chat about, um, but just like, how'd you get into this? So uh, we homeschool our children. And in first grade, one of my daughter's projects was to um, put some honey on the outside of the window and watch the native bees come and take the honey off. So like, if you sat a jar of honey out on your deck, bees would come and just take it. They don't want it available to anybody. So um, I thought, well, oh, this seems so simple, but I had I dabbled in like, oh, it would be really cool to have bees. But this was sort of like my launching point to be like, we need to get bees in the spring because we have to do this project. And so it became, um, we got our first beehive and you'll see that our beehives are painted very brightly and they have different, all different kinds of things painted on them. Um, and that happened over years. But the first one, my daughter wanted to make it a rainbow. So each box was a different color in the rainbow. And that was her art class. That was her woodworking class. And then we got the bees and that was actually like science. So um, it started with one hive and then it has quickly grown out of control. <laughs> um, we, every year we added a little more. And so um, now we're self-sustainable in the sense of you have to go buy bees initially, or you can try to catch them if you have a lot of time off your hands. But if you want to do it quickly, you go buy bees, either in what they call a nucleus colony, which is five frames with a queen that's already laying, or you buy them in a package, which is literally a box with two pounds of bees in it and a queen. And so um, now that we graft our own queens which means my husband scoops out these little egg cells and we put them and they raise a new queen because we fool them to thinking they don't have a queen um, every colony has one queen and at any given time of the year there's 20 to 60,000 bees in a hive um, and they are made up of the queen the one just the one queen uh, worker bees, which are the female bees, and then drones, which are the male bees. The drones are only around for the summer. Um, they get kicked out in the fall uh, when the hive reduces um, so that they can only keep the essential workers and the queen alive for the winter. And tell me why, why is this so important? Why is it so important for people to potentially raise their own bees or to take care of the honeybees? Why is this a big deal? It impacts every aspect of our, our food chain. Um, the bees uh, pollinate all of our food, and without the honeybees, we wouldn't have um, the food sources, the vegetables that we have without the honeybees. So it's super important if we want to keep eating vegetables uh, and fruit that we have honeybees. So I'm just a regular old employee that um, doesn't have any bees at my house. Well, besides the ones that are just like outside. Yeah. Um, what can I do? What can I do to help with this cause or to make sure that the bees are doing what they need to do in my community? Like, is there anything that I can do just as a citizen in my town? 
So I think um, to, you know, back in May, Doug talked about pollinator month and putting gardens in instead of grassy areas. Um, I think that's a big thing. Like, do you have some gardens? Do you have some plants? They're going to touch every plant that's on your deck or on your patio or in your garden. Um, And that is helping the bees uh, sustain themselves. So just having a garden is one place to start. Um, But also um, everybody loves honey for the most part. Um, Making sure that you're getting your honey from a local source. When you see that sign at the end of somebody's driveway that says honey for sale, buy it from your local beekeeper um, versus going to the store shelf where it may have been shipped from somewhere and could be. Read the labels on honey because you would be surprised. The U.S. isn't very good about um, honey in particular. They can put uh, water in it. They can put corn syrup in it. it. They can water it down. So making sure it's actually 100% real honey. Um, and the best way to find that is from your local beekeeper. Um, plant, plant seeds. Um, keep a garden gift flowers to somebody so that they can spread the flowers around um, really helps the bees without having bees in your yard. I mean, you know, keeping your own bees. Yeah. So before we head to the rapid fire rounds, um, is there any (laughs) last bits of information or anything you want to share either about um, the environment and sustainability pillar, the inspired program, honeybee month, like anything that you want to kind of leave us with? Um, Well, I would say make sure to follow the Earth Rangers on MS Teams because we are always uh, putting out lots of good information and activities that you can do with your family or projects um, that will help the environment. Um, We're always looking for new members for our team. So um, we meet once a month. Um, Typically, we're planning for the next month or planning for the year. Uh, So we are always welcoming new members. And... um, As far as inspired, you know, get involved. Like, this is our opportunity to make a change. Yeah, totally agree with you there. Um, I do think, you know, I know this is very internal and our audience is both internal Red River employees, but also external audience. But yeah, if you're an employee at Red River, um, everyone has an opportunity to join one of these pillar teams and help us make the change that we want to see here at the company and really in the world. So uh, yeah, same. I definitely would um, agree with that. Just, you know, sign up for one of these pillars, be part of those conversations, help us shape what these programs or policies look like for us. Um, and if you don't work at Red River, like do it at your own company, like try to be those change makers because we need them. I mean, the world is a mess. And if, you know, we're here at these companies where we have hundreds and hundreds of people. That is such an impact. Never mind their families. And, the, you know, the it just grows and grows. So, you know, we have a lot of power to help um, make a change or at least educate on some of these key issues that really help make the world a better place. So um, I agree with you there. All right. Ready for the rapid fire round? <laughs> as ready as I'm going to be. Okay, so the first couple questions, really, it's only a one word answer, and it's kind of off the top of your head. Um, But the last question, you can go into a little bit more detail. Okay, favorite thing to put honey on? Brie, or really, Mm. can I get really specific? Sure, sure. Uh, 
for Fat Fowl is this amazing company that out of New York that has a St. Stephen triple cream brie and drizzled with green root farm honey is just to die for. You don't even need a cracker. Okay, sorry. That was more than one word. It sounds excellent. Okay. Let's see. If you were to vacation, would you have like beach, mountains, international travel? Like where would your be be your destination of choice? International. Hmm. All right. What's your go-to banner artist on your playlist? Like someone that just always puts you in a good mood, gets you hyped up? Uh, I don't know. I don't listen to a ton of music because I'm out with the bees. They have their own buzz. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Like it puts you in a good mood. It's like they make their own sound. You're tuned, in, tuned into like the B channel. Got it. Right. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, let's see. What um, is something maybe surprising that we wouldn't know about you? Just besides the fact that you raise bees. I don't know. I feel like I've shared a lot with Red River. <laughs> <laughs> let's see. Um that you wouldn't know sorry there's lots of mosquitoes <laughs> it's good we've had a lot of rain there's a lot of mosquitoes it's not a green screen that's actual the earth <laughs> right. <vomiter>. <laughs> um <laughs> i don't know i mean you are a bionic woman i mean you oh yes tell us I have, about okay that. <laughs> yeah so i have um three bionic parts i have a, i have two fake hips and a, and i just got a fake shoulder in april <laughs> amazing there you go. All right. Here we go. Last question. You can go as far as you want. So you have all the money in the world, but you have to give it away to a charity or a cause that really means something special to you. So what would you choose? Um, I would choose. Can I pick more than one charity? <laughs> sure. Well, you're breaking all the rules around. Sorry. I'm sure. breaking okay. all the rules. So I have a few that are really important to me. So, um, number one, Red River Charitable Foundation. I mean, duh. Thank you. No, number two, the Marcy Levesque uh, Scholarship for Technology for Women. Yep. Um, Number two, uh, number three would probably be the Newfoundland Club of America. Um, We have two Newfoundlands that are show dogs that we do a lot with. And um, so I guess those would be my, my three. Those are excellent. And we are accepting applications for the Marcy Levesque Women in Tech Scholarship right now. It'll go through the end of August. Um, Marcy was an employee of Red River that passed away. And in her honor, we created this scholarship. It's for any woman going back to school or in school for anything technology related, whether it's a degree or certification. um, And we will give you money to help you go back to school. so check us out. You can find more information on that on our website and we'll link it in the show. But we're Sorry, really I'm proud of blinded. that. Scholarship. <laughs> it's the elements. It's, it's just the natural elements. It's doing their thing. Well, this was awesome. Thank you so much for coming on, telling us about Inspired, talking about the honeybees, why they're so important. It makes me want to have a hive, although I'm very scared and petrified and I 
wouldn't have a clue how to start. Actually, where would we start? If we wanted to have a honeybee at our house, our honeybee hive, what would that look like? Um, well, first I would say that you should find a local extension and take a class about honeybees before you go dive into it, number okay. one. Be safe. And um, for those that are local to the area, last year um, in the auction, it was available to come spend a day in the bee yard with me, and that will be available again Love um, it. this year. So that would also be a way to come check it out and see what it's all about. You might find that you're really afraid of them when you see 60,000 of them in front of you. <laughs> So you might, you like, if you have a friend that's a beekeeper, you might want to test that out before you go buy anything. Got um, it. So. Yeah. And our auction, you know, is open to the public this year. It'll run in September. So anyone is available to purchase the, you know, day with Amy Beth out in the beehives. Um, she's up in Vermont. So if you are close to that and that's something of interest, I mean, I think that is a really good way to start, like checking it out, learning from someone that's done it and what it takes. Um, yeah, that's really cool. Thank you for donating that. I appreciate it. Yeah, and it and it's fun. I mean, it is really intimidating the first time you open the hive and there's 60,000 bees and depending <laughs> on the weather, they could be pissed off and they come flying out at you. I wear a suit. Let's not be like, yeah. no misconceptions here. I'm not in there like in my nightgown. Like, <laughs> playing in You're the bees. Not. I wear a full suit when I go in the bees. This is actually the closest I've ever been <laughs> without a suit on. I really <laughs> wish you came on the pod in your full suit. <laughs> Maybe we'll have to add that in. Done. Um, so yeah, it's, um, you know, read up about it. There's, there's a hundred different ways to do it. There's different types of hives. There's different um, types of bees. There's, you know, there's so much to think about the location of where you put it, but they are, you know, people are putting them in their backyard and people are putting them on the top of, you know, buildings in New York city. So wow, they're adaptable. Um, Very but, cool. Thanks. Yeah. Thanks for coming on the show. We enjoyed having you. Thanks for having me. I want to thank Amy Beth for joining me on the show today. I loved how she was on site in front of her hives. She obviously believes in the cause and knows a ton about it. We're so lucky to have her educating our employees on things they could do to make an impact at their homes and in their communities. Like we talked about in the episode, depending on your situation, what you can do to help with climate change and the environment will vary, but we can all do something at work or at home to make a difference. I'm a big believer that small little efforts over time can create real compound impact over the long run. So we hope you learned something from today's show and tune in next time to be inspired.